All right, all right. I'm Brandon Belisa. Welcome to Mindful Meditation, where we as a collective, through our breath and through our mindfulness in the process of meditation, learn to live our best lives and be the best versions of ourselves. So I'm always grateful when I have people hanging out with me to meditate with me because everybody loves a little company. And like they talk about church, you only need two people for church, I think for meditation, because I've always done it alone, that I love doing it with other people. So here's some of our intentions for this meditation. Um, my intention is to breathe in the positive. Well, we all know the cliche, breathe in the good air, breathe out the bad. And, and we do know it's a fact. You breathe in the good air and you breathe out the bad. So as you breathe in, I think what's important when the breath comes into our body, that it doesn't just escape our body when we breathe out. When we breathe in, we want to push it into all our cells, all the crevices within us. And then as you exhale, it doesn't just come out of your mouth or your eyelids, as we say, or the crown of your head. Feel it push through your pores and go right out. Okay, so when we exhale, that's going to be very important because you want to inhale the good air and exhale the bad air. Well, I want to get all that stuff sitting in the recesses of my memory, my body, my throat, anywhere in my body. So when I exhale, I want to push it out through my pores. So try to visualize that when you're exhaling and that will help really give that yin yang of breathing in that good air, breathing out the bad. Cool. So let's be mindful of that when we meditate. My intention is to learn how to not be judgmental. Now, I love playing with words. And when I think of the word judgmental, it makes me very mental to judge people. It makes me crazy. I feel insecure. Um, it's fear-based thinking, right? And normally we hate in other people, but we hate in ourselves. So when I'm judging other people, if I really think about it and pull back my own covers, I'm judging myself. So look at that word right there, judgmental. Right? You're really mental when you're judging other people. So I think that's important. So as you meditate, letting go, the life skill of acceptance is very powerful, accepting people in places and situations we, we may not agree with. So as you're breathing, instead of maybe learning how not to be judgmental, learn to be more accepting, learn to be more tolerant. So that's a wonderful intention. And then here's one more intention to recover my confidence in writing. Now, I teach confidence to four-year-olds all the time. And I tell them confidence means to believe in yourself. But the cool thing is nobody's born with confidence. We learn it and we earn it. How do we do that, kids? Number one, you never give up. Number two, you always do your best. And number three, you work really, really hard. And when I started writing, I was a white belt and I was gratefully uh, tutored under the tutelage of a gentleman named John Corcoran. And he took me to school. I mean, he ripped my stuff apart and I rewrote a lot of things. And But I never gave up. I kept doing my best and I worked really, really hard. So my encouragement is try to just simply write, make it a discipline, make it a habit and don't care what comes out. And that's what I love about journaling. Journaling is powerful because it's very time sensitive. Every morning when I wake up, I journal and I don't really think about it. And a lot of times if I'm in a mood, it just, you know, it could be F U, 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 F U. I got a whole pages of F U. I just need to get it out of my brain. And sometimes that writer's block is like a damned, you know, just damned up. And I just want it out. I want it out of my mind, out of my body, out of my space, and I just want to spew it, like regurgitating or purging. 
So the simple act of putting a pen to paper without thinking about, oh, this isn't any good or it needs to be better is more of a habit that has helped me through a lot of writer's block. It's just the habit of writing, not caring what it comes out, what it's supposed to be, how good is it, how bad is it? You know, those, that kind of analysis paralysis always, always hinders me from moving forward. And whether it's writing, whether it's speaking, anything that I do. So as we, we talk about that, I mean, as we meditate on that um, in this meditation, think more about what confidence truly means. And that's to believe and to believe in myself and anything, whether it's riding a bike or baking chocolate chip cookies, I have to number one, never give up, two, do my best, and three, work really, really hard. Cool. All right, so let's cup our hands this way, knuckles on top of knuckles, bring it down to the belly, turn it palms up, three inches below the belly. That is your chi or your ki, as we say in the martial arts, your personal power, right? Your personal power. And there we're gonna use our hands like a bowl and we're gonna capture our breath there and ignite it because our chi is our personal power and that is where we take action from. Close your eyes, look up into your eyelids in the middle an inch above into what's called your third eye or your intuition. I love my intuition. It knows what I need versus what I want and I need air. I want a Tesla, huge difference. I need food. I want you know, to buy another home in Hawaii. It's, it's a want. So my intuition has really taught me and, and guides me on what I need. And needing is the key to balance, calm, serenity, happiness, need. Now let's give our breath a color. And I want you to breathe in. See the color of your breath come into your nose down your throat, into your chest. And that's the challenge. Most people stop there. I want you to swallow it, push it down into the palms of your hands, which are pressed against your belly, three inches below your belly button into your chi or your key. Let that breath sit there, oscillate, spiral, get bigger and brighter. And as you exhale, do so through your eyelids and the crown of your head. And now your breath becomes like water, overflowing, cascading downward, cool, down your face, down your neck, your shoulders, your body, legs all the way to the bottoms of your feet. And each time we exhale, we create a layer of what we call aura. Your aura is your personal armor. And I say that in that it repels negativity, cynicism, toxic people, I doubt even my own fears, all of that, it repels. But I trust because I've cultivated my aura lets in love and light and, and the law of attraction, the law of abundance, healthy relationships, opportunities, financial wealth, all of it, all of it. Be mindful of your breath and cultivate your aura.
and now visualize yourself sitting there. It's beautiful aura all around you. And that's where we hear things, as, as I've said many times, oh, when they walk into the room, they just light it up. That's just your aura projecting. And if you work on your aura, you can project the best sides of yourselves. You know, and somebody says to me, oh, trouble always finds me. Trouble follows me. No, you project that energy and likes attract. So really spend time with aura work. It's very powerful. It's very empowering because it comes from within you and you cultivate it. So visualize that aura all around you. For me, it sits about eight inches all around me. My favorite color is green for cultivating my aura. And so it reminds me of like the green slime in Ghostbusters or this glowing green that you would see in some of the monsters in the Scooby-Doo cartoons, right? So I really enjoy the color green for that. Let's move into grounding, right? You're a well-grounded person. They're so grounded. You've never heard that said in a negative light because grounding is real important. So feel that you elongate your spine, the bottoms of your feet are pushing more into the earth or the ground or the floor that you're on as you elongate the neck. So it's kind of like a yin-yang as your feet press into the floor, the crown of your head is craning upward towards the sky. And visualize from your tailbone, the roots of a tree going deep into the earth. Let's bring it all the way down and wrap around the core of the earth. And visualize that bright orangey magma coming up the roots of the tree, all the way to your spine, down your nerve endings, igniting every part of your body, illuminating it reinforcing your aura with grounding energy. I love grounding to the earth. The earth is wise. The earth is confident. The earth does not ask permission to give us an earthquake. The earth does not need to question itself when winter comes. It does what it does. And that's what makes the earth so powerful. There's no doubt. There's no hesitation. The earth does what it does and to tap into that wisdom and energy and confidence and certainty. Even in its unpredictability, there is a certainty to the earth, a rhythm, a flow. Tap into it, ground yourself.
in which you confidently feel anchored, grounded. The yin to the yang is out of the crown of your head. Imagine the branches of a tree like Jack and a Beanstalk shooting straight up into the sky, past the clouds, past the stars, past space, to that place we often is referred to as nirvana, bliss. And if you believe in that, then you can believe in heaven on earth. We have those moments of bliss here. We have those moments of nirvana or heaven on earth. And from there, we bring our intentions down, right? And there's a three-step process. When I bring my intentions down my branches, the first place it stops is my intuition because my intuition knows what I need versus what I want. And it will be the first to check me and say, hey, that's just a want. Let's table that. Let's stay with what we need. Because what we need is the path to happiness, to calm, to balance. And if it gets past my intuition, then that intention will sit in my heart. And if my heart beats a little harder and faster and I feel passion for it, it's time to move it into my chi because it is my personal power that will help me take action. A dream is useless unless we turn it into a reality, right? If that's our intention. So if your intention is to breathe in the positive, bring that down. I think that's a healthy need. That's a no-brainer. My intention is to learn how to not be judgmental. I don't want to be mental judging people, so that's a need for sure. My intention is recover my confidence in writing. I bet writing for you is like drinking water. It is a need. It is a must. It is a must. Writing is like breathing air. It is a must. It is a need. So that should easily pass through your intention and your intuition. And I'm sure when it reaches your heart, the thought of writing confidently, I bet your heart's going to race. So then it's earned the right to sit in your chi in the palms of your hands, mixing with your breath, igniting, spiraling as you develop an action plan to write again or to be non-judgmental or to breathe in the positive. Bring down your intentions and weed through them and make sure they're healthy intentions to help you live your best life. Now moving into our third level is gratitude. Gratitude to me is one of the highest forms of love, but much like love, 
Gratitude needs to be all-encompassing. I must be grateful for everything. Good, bad, indifferent, challenges, triumphs, celebrations, sadness. Find gratitude in all of it. So as you breathe in, mindfully say, I'm breathing. And as you breathe out, I am grateful. As you breathe in, I am breathing. And as you breathe out, I am grateful. Now as you breathe in, I am breathing. As you breathe out, go through your gratitude list. What are you grateful for in this moment? Your health, your relationships, your awareness. What are you grateful for? And now visualize yourself sitting here, your aura radiating out all around you, that personal armor. Visualize the roots of the tree into the earth, the branches into the heavens, like the yoga tree we often see. And from your heart, just illuminating out, right? Fusing with your aura as your heart filled with gratitude. And from this space, from this place, let's welcome the law of abundance, and the law of attraction. Open up yourself. Be vulnerable to the universe. And don't necessarily ask for anything. Just allow the universe to come to you. Welcome the law of attraction, the law of abundance. to attract more positivity in your breath. Welcome it. Open your arms up. You are positive. You are your breath. <laughs> Learning how to not be judgmental. Breathe in acceptance. Breathe in tolerance. Breathe in patience. 
breathe in empathy. If your intention is to recover your confidence in writing, that's a no-brainer. It's your career. I consider myself a pretty smart businessman, and you have data. You've monetized and scaled your writing. That is data. And that data will tell you confidently that you are a great writer. You have a message. Serve. <laughs> and write. Visualize the paper. Visualize the pen just flowing the words like so many times just come out without real thought. It's just like so organic and natural and just fluid. And know with humility the yin to the yang, as fluid as we can write, we can also get blocked. And I embrace the yin and yang. There's no hot without cold. There's no black without white. There's no soft without hard. And there's no creative fluidity without mental writer's block. They both exist. And every day we choose to wake up, being my best friend or my own worst enemy. Who do I want to be with today? I always want to be with my best friend. And my best friend is creative, is a great writer, has a message. And I deserve to share that with the world. As I shared, you know, I'm very passionate about living from purpose and living from that why. And there's a great book, if you get the opportunity, by Carol Dweck called The Mindset. And in that book, ironically, there's a writer 
and the writer's afraid to write. You know, nobody's going to read my book. Why should I write it? And Carol Dweck says to her, she was her mentor, that, hey, you know, if even one person is going to read this book, even one, then you need to write it. You need to write it. And it's a beautiful thing. The pen is mightier than the sword. It truly is. And when we, as we say in contemporary, cultivating content, I'm ever mindful what that means. Yeah, I'm glad you love that book. I encourage everybody to read The Mindset by Carol Dweck. Wonderful book. I don't know Carol Dweck, so I'm not plugging her. I'm just, I've read the book several times, and each time I get something more beautiful out of it. Every time, every time. I love when you said writing is like breathing. Be vulnerable to the universe. Yeah, welcome to Law of Attraction. It is. For me, it is. It, I mean, I need to write. I need to create. And I'm an artist, so I need. There's no doubt. It's like breathing air for me. So I just make it a habit. And I don't really judge my work. I just write. I just do what I do. And once I got past the judgment part, is this good? Is it bad? Is it good? Is it bad? Because second guessing myself really slows down the creative process. You know, almost stonewalls it, right? So I just go. I just go. And I'll look back later and go, oh, God, did I write that? And sometimes I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how cool that was, right? So, yeah. What else? Anything else? Just post it in the comments. Yeah, be vulnerable to the universe. I mean, people are so afraid because we've been hurt, we've been abused, we've been broken in some arenas that instead of creating this nice, healthy aura, we create this big medieval castle with thick walls and they're so high and there's a moat around it. Nobody's getting in. Well, that's the problem. Nobody's getting in, right? And to be able to share life with people as, as now we're communing together. In this moment, we want to meditate. We want to be better people. We want to be whole. We want to be confident. We want to be positive. We want to be non-judgmental. Those aren't, you know, negative things. Those are really wonderful, confident things. And, and yeah, it's just, yeah. I feel so blessed and grateful and vulnerable at the same time. Well, it does. Because it takes great courage to be vulnerable. And to be vulnerable, you do. You're in the position to be hurt. But... You know, that just comes with the territory, right? And I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool with that. You know, I'm in love with love. I love love. I love people. And yeah, you leave yourself vulnerable and you can get hurt. But like I shared that story, you know, at my sister's funeral uh, some 20 years ago, I stood there and did her eulogy. And I said, this is the happiest day of my life and the saddest day. And of course, people looked at me like I was a distraught brother. But what I was really saying, the yin-yang, I wouldn't be this sad unless I was allowed to love so deeply. And how lucky am I to be able to love that that deeply? That's powerful, that's powerful, right? And to be able to see it that way also helped with the mourning and the loss and, and the other things that come with the actual physicality of her dying. So yeah, anything else? Cool. All right, so I am off to Virginia to speak, and I will be back on Monday, and we'll do it all again. Cool? All right, thank you so much, everybody. So, so much for being here. Love, love, and more love. Yeah, I'm Brandon Beliso. This is Mindful Meditations. And until we see each other again, you go out there and live your best life.